Faith, Hope and Love, episode 358, the fifth Sunday of Lent, Year C. In these dying days of Lent, let us ask God to kindle anew in us a deeper charity, a deeper unselfish love, to live the values of service, self-emptying and compassion no matter what the cost. Knowing the cost and still trusting that Jesus went before us in this and all things. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Have mercy on me, Lord, in your kindness. With love clear away all my offense. Oh, cleanse me from my sins, rid me of my unrest. A humble, contrite heart will make a Give me justice, O God, and plead my cause against a nation that is faithless. From the deceitful and cunning, rescue me, for you, O God, are my strength. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this fifth Sunday of Lent, and we're here to pray, listen and reflect upon God and God's kingdom. As one family in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first calling to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the spirit of truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the good shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that we will always walk in charity. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God. May we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen.
A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honour me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. The Word of the Lord The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, on our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us! Indeed we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us, we are filled with joy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or have already reached the goal. But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. 
I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. With all your heart turn to me, for I am tender and compassionate. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and, making her stand before the people, they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test Jesus, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When the scribes and Pharisees kept on questioning him, Jesus straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again Jesus bent down and wrote on the ground. When the scribes and Pharisees heard what Jesus had said, they went away, one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And from now on, do not sin again. The Gospel of the Lord There's a beautiful little theme running through the readings this weekend that I find really delightful. No need to recall the past. The blessings of God are not all in the past. They are still to come. God is doing something new in this time and in this place. St. Paul picks up this thread again when he says, I forget the past and I strain ahead for what is to come. God is still at work in our lives here and now. God wants us to look forward, not to dwell on the past, and certainly not to be held back by past sins and past mistakes. God wants us to look forward and not dwell on the past and certainly not be bowed down or trapped by past sins and past mistakes. How wonderful is that? That's the point about mercy. No one deserves it. Everyone deserves true justice. Mercy, on the other hand, is sheer gift. Mercy cancels out wrongs and transgressions. Not because of a sparkling defence 
not because someone's found excusing clauses skillfully argued, but simply because of the free gift and response of a person who is grieved. Mercy does not suggest that the guilty are not guilty, that wrong has not been done. It recognises the guilt, it recognises the wrong, but it does not demand satisfaction for the wrong. In all of this, mercy reflects the utter graciousness of the one who has been wronged and who does not allow that wrong to define them. How our Lord related to and treated this woman gives us a clear picture of the whole meaning of the gospel and the way he approaches us in our sin and weakness. Each one of us can be that woman, a sinner who is standing before our Lord and look how kindly and gently he treats us. There's no doubt about what the law at the time of our Lord dictated as a penalty for the type of sin alleged here. Jesus knew this too. However, he puts the whole relationship of sin and punishment into a quite new light, mercy and compassion. In God's eyes, the law is not just about harshness and rules, but in unity with God's loving mercy and kindness, and how we have acted in relation to that. Jesus, time and time again, has reminded us that we are whole human beings. And Jesus calls us to wholeness, holiness. So we do not do ourselves much good if we keep focusing on actions or even sins unless we can see them in the broader context of who we are as humans, created by God in love. And it's also about love and mercy and compassion. I'm sure we would all like to live out that mercy and compassion in our own lives. Lent is when we keep reflecting on our own relationship with others. We no longer stone people to death for breaking laws, thank goodness, but tragically and shockingly, there are still places in this world where this horrific penalty still applies. And let's face it, even in the absence of stoning, per se, there are other ways of striking people down in modern society or destroying their career, their reputation or their lives because of their mistakes their sins, their weaknesses. We've probably all seen examples where a person's sin or weakness has been thrown back in their face by others, even in situations where the sin or weakness is actually not relevant to any of the issue presently at hand. A person's fault and sins can be a powerful weapon used against them by people who have no love. It's all too tempting for people to use a person's sins and faults against them for one's own advantage and not caring about the need or the spiritual life of the person who has sinned. Lent calls us to live as Jesus lived, with love, compassion and mercy for everyone in all creation. This is an enormous challenge. Whenever we might be tempted to reject another person, we could benefit from thinking of this gospel passage and realise that we actually condemn ourselves if we reject others. This kind of thinking clearly does not condone the sin. Jesus is clear at the end of the gospel, go, and from now on do not sin anymore. There's no sense that the sin involved here is in any way being condoned. Although we can rightly ask, where is the other party? Where is the man to this sin? This situation is terribly unjust, and it's a trap. It's got no love or compassion or justice in it. The woman is being brought before our Lord by the Pharisees and scribes 
not because they're concerned for her spiritual welfare, but her predicament is being used as a nasty, cynical trap for Jesus. And it is hypocrisy. The woman is brought forward for punishment, whilst the man is nowhere to be seen. In any case, this woman is herself a beloved and cherished daughter of God, and she needs more than ever God's love, God's mercy and compassion at this time, and she's not getting any of that compassion from those who bring her before Jesus. Isn't it interesting that there's no one more compassionate, loving, and gentle towards those who have fallen than truly holy people? Not people who pretend to be holy, but people who are whole and holy inside and out. The saints are often the first ones found amongst those who have sinned or are rejected due to all sorts of circumstances, fallen on terrible time. It's, it's the truly holy people who roll up their sleeves and are getting in there, and they're showing love, not judgment. The presence of these saints among them is loving, compassionate, and gentle, and it's reflecting the image of Christ reaching out to people. True disciples look nothing like self-righteous, scheming experts that our Lord is encountering in this gospel. Is there anyone more judgmental, hypocritical, condemnatory and intolerant than this type of self-righteous phony that Jesus is facing in this gospel? At first glance, the true disciple and these hypocrites can look very similar, but the actions and attitudes of these people show them up for what they really are, fakes and frauds, and without love too. Jesus shows us the true response to people in their brokenness, in their sin, in their pain, whilst the self-righteous are unbending in their expectations and quite unforgiving in their demeanour, except, of course, when it comes to their own failings, and then they'll either deny them or, as in this gospel, move on quickly and get over it and get out of there. Jesus rejects utterly this dreadful double standard. How many situations today reflect the need for clear moral thinking? In the gospel, Jesus is not afraid to call sin what it is. Yet a clear idea of what is right and wrong and a clear sense of sin in no way leads to a rejection of the person. Nor does anyone ever take delight in the sin or the wrongdoing or the fall of another. In Christ and in Christ's true followers, a fall of someone causes enormous sadness and a heart that reaches out to help in any way possible. In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, we could even say that learning to speak clearly and yet with compassion and mercy is a way of announcing the praise of God. If we look at the second reading from the letter to the Philippians, we can honestly say that we must keep our eyes very firmly on the goal. And the goal is living in Christ Jesus and living as he lived in every respect of our life. We will encounter a cost and certainly a fair degree of pain for trying to live as Jesus lived, but we will also be transformed. Let's pray today for a deepening of the gift of faith in our lives and for the gift of being able to witness to our faith by speaking the truths of our faith, but always with compassion, with love and mercy and with a concern for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ around us. May we hear and then live the words of Jesus in our lives. Neither do I condemn you. 
go on your way in peace and sin no more. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray in union with Christ, who offers prayer and entreaty to God. For all members of the Church, that we may be conscious of our baptismal call and be ministers of Christ's forgiveness. Lord, hear us. For those who are forced to earn their living through degrading means, that human dignity may be restored to them. Lord, hear us. For all who make our laws, that the legislation which they pass may protect the rights of all people. Lord, hear us. For our community, that we may always welcome the sinner amongst us. Lord, hear us. For all the faithful departed, that they may live in union with God, with all their sins forgiven, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord God, your Son suffered death in order to bring life to all who believe in him. We humbly ask you to listen to our prayers, which we make in faith. Raise us up to share in the life and mission of your Son, who lives and reigns with you forever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share 
in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Hear us, Almighty God, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this sacrifice. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as true man, he wept for Lazarus his friend, and as eternal God raised him from the tomb. Just as taking pity on the human race, he leads us by sacred mysteries to new life. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty, and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise, as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and, giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. 
Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy for ever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
what has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ, in whose body and blood we have communion, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us in this time of prayer and reflection. Our Lenten journey is coming to a close, and next weekend, of course, is Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday. Bless you all, and may God's grace guide you each and every day. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless, O Lord, your people, who long for the gift of your mercy, and grant that what at your prompting they desire, they may receive by your generous gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.